0: Welcome to this episode of the art and design of sci-fi and fantasy, mystery and horror. I'm here
1: at MAGFest 2019 with Andrew Lindy, who's the uh, creator or one of the creators of Avaria. Yeah, exactly. This
2: is Avaria versus. It's our turn-based competitive game, so it's kind of like old school Final Fantasy, but it's PvP, so one versus one competitive. So what?
1: Uh, what's the inspiration for the game? Where did the idea come from? We
2: grew up playing Final Fantasy, uh, you know, our whole lives, and we always wondered, why can't I take my party and battle against my friend's party? And so we waited our whole lives for somebody to make the game, and nobody made it, so we decided to make it. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: um, alright, yeah, so I was gonna ask about the inspiration for the different characters. You have, like, robots, yeah. you have, like, old-school, like, uh, D&D kind of, uh... Mages. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. different races and, and, yeah. and classes, whatever, so... So, we essentially... We, I really personally
2: love fantasy sci-fi worlds, so that's kind of the world that we wanted to play in, the space that we wanted to play in. And I actually spent about a year, um, before we even started programming the game, just developing the characters and the lore and the story and the world. And so there's a ton of lore behind our, our game, even though it's just a PvP game. But we're also making a story game, and so that's where people are going to be able to discover a lot more about the characters and why they're you know there's that mix of... of uh, characters like you mentioned so how many different conventions have you shown the game at at least five or six different conventions our very first con was magfest three years ago so this is the third year at magfest and that was our very first one but we've been at gdc we've been at pax east um, and a few other ones
1: so what stage is the game is it complete or where is it
2: we're in our final stages of close. So um, you're able to play the game on Steam right now. You can purchase a key from us at the booth. Um, And we just announced our Season 1 competitive schedule, which starts here with MAGFest. So um, maybe there's a sign on the other side of the booth. You should grab a shot of it. And there's a bunch
1: of events that we're having between now and April. Yeah, I noticed that. So um, what what sort of feedback, when you show it to to people, what sort of uh, things... You get positive feedback, yeah. I'm sure. What sort of things, problems did you come across that you fixed? Um, I mean, since since year one, you know,
2: we didn't have a sudden death mechanic when we first started the game. So if two people chose, like, two healer parties, the game would literally never end. So, you know, between now and then, we've got, a, a in my opinion, a pretty good sudden, sudden death mechanic called The Judge. Um We've got 16 heroes to choose from now, so you can build over 2,000 party combinations uh, in our game. So there's a lot of deep customization, and the meta of all these heroes mixing together is really coming out, and it's really interesting to see what people build and
1: how they play. Yeah, I didn't realize it had that mechanic, and that sounds really cool. Yeah, pretty, and you can make you can take your characters from other games and just kind of
2: yeah. So, I mean, basically, what we wanted to do is instead of making it about customizing the character, we wanted it to be about building a team comp. So, you know, you choose three heroes for your three party team, and you're going up against. Uh, another here or another player that you have no idea what they're going to bring yeah. so you have to bring a balanced party that you know that you that you think can compete against whatever
1: you're going to show up against so what uh so you mentioned some of what your deadlines are that you've met yeah. um what's the what are the next steps going forward so we just got picked up by this uh global incubator which is really great news
2: um called global top round and so we're actually getting a little more investment money here at the end of our development cycle. So we're going to take that money, keep polishing the game, make sure it's extremely solid, and then we're going to move towards release, and then uh, we'll go back to working on the story game. So we want to have, you know, Avaria Versus come out, and then Avaria Ghosts of the Immortal, which is the story game, hopefully come out simultaneously or right by, like right after it
1: so what uh what inspirations in like sci-fi fantasy like tv movie music whatever inspire you i mean it's i'm glad you mentioned
2: all those things because it is a mix of all those different mediums i mean it's as basic as like you know my childhood liking star wars all the way to as you know specific as some other indie games i really like like frozen synapse or or ftl and so all these things kind of come together to, to to make it so it's hard to pinpoint you know exactly where it comes from but i'm sure you know if you consume any other fantasy sci-fi stuff you'll be able to pick out little pieces of you know vocabulary or things from you know maybe some of your favorite series as well
1: yeah. so what about um sort of the sound effects music the actual uh, design of the game yeah. like how did you come up with that like was it just hey that looks cool or was there some something focused well to answer about sound design specifically i always wanted our
2: ui sounds to resemble a casino so i wanted if the game was like playing in the background i don't know if you can kind of hear it it kind of sounds like slot machines and little beeps and jingles and stuff and i just figure psychologically that kind of just gets people like you know into it so like for example that had a very specific reference but we have a great uh, awesome composer named uh, laser wolf is his name so he, he, he did a great job with the soundtrack and then our you, you know my, my co-game designer and um, audio director uh, Jake Wagner also is doing a really good job of, of just giving everything kind of a, a, a cohesive sci-fi flavor yeah
1: so um What about the uh, tools that you use to develop the game? What what you use as far as all the components?
2: So this is Unity 3D, um, is what we're building it in. So um, that's really, we we chose that so we'd be able to hopefully port to consoles after we finish our Steam version. Um, We we use, uh, uh, we have online networking and we use a tool called GameSparks, which was acquired by Amazon maybe a year or so ago. Um, And that handles all of our networking. And other than that, you know, we use we use a lot of stock stuff, you know, like we, we, we buy assets on the asset store and we use sound libraries and so you know we we you can spend a lot of money creating original assets or in our opinion you can take some pre made ones and if you use them creatively and you put them together it looks like something new and it looks like your own work and i'm not saying we're trying to hide the fact that we're using assets i'm just saying some people are like a a comment we get a lot is oh this is unity and we're like yeah this is unity you know like you i mean we have a great lead developer snow hydra who also makes the game zarvad here so i mean he's a wizard at making unity look better than it should maybe but you know so i don't know if that answered your question but you know that's that's some of the tools we use it
1: does um so as far as sorry, you, you, another question came well, to mind, and now i uh, Well, let me ask: what was the big? What's been the biggest obstacle as far as completing the game? I mean, just any development.
2: You know, we we all we all have to have our own jobs and try to support ourselves while we're working on this. You know, whenever we can. So uh, that's probably the hardest thing: is just balancing between staying alive yeah. and putting in the hours you need to make a good game. Yeah. Um. And so that. You know, I always say, like, you know, we've been working on this game for three years. Like I said, our first con was at MagFest. If we were just working on this game, like, if this was our full-time thing, I think it would be further along and, and maybe even would have been done a year ago, you know? But since you have to have a keep a normal life while well, you're also working on that, I think that's the biggest challenge.
1: That was the question, actually. You reminded me, like, how big a budget, and is it more about the time you put in than a budget as far as completing? So it's, it's both. Some people have
2: budget... And some people have time. And some people have a little mix of both. You know, we have a little mix of both. We have limited time because we all have full-time jobs as well. Yeah. But we did, we were lucky uh, in lining up some investors early on with the project. And now, like I mentioned, we have these um, this incubator coming in at the end. So you got to use that resource wisely and, you know, hire hire good people. And,
1: and then and then everything kind of evens out. Now, did you say, I forget if you said, did you have design skills, development skills when you started or did you learn as you went along and how would you do that?
2: I, I learned everything as I went along. I, I came from the music industry so I, I was you know, a, a producer there and I was running a, a small indie label in, in Brooklyn for a while and so I know how to put teams together to get things done. That's like kind of my skill. So I had I knew nothing about Unity. I knew nothing about making games. This is my first game I like trial by fire and you just you google a lot of stuff make a lot of mistakes and learn from them and I think that's that's just how you do it so So
1: what's been the most enjoyable part about this whole process just creating you know just
2: just having a creative outlet again uh, and being able to just like the fact that at one point this was just like an idea and I was like this game doesn't exist so maybe we should make it right and that's where it started and now it exists people play it and they understand it and they, they sit down for the first time and they get it right away and you know that's really satisfying to see that like okay we we channeled something that people understand we don't even have a tutorial on the on the trade show floor at all it's a complex game there's over 200 abilities there's four classes 16 heroes and people even kids like walk up and they just pick it up and they get it so that that's really uh, satisfying
1: yeah as i was playing it yesterday i noted that yeah there's a lot of complexity but just getting right in is pretty simple like you can pick it up pretty quickly and and you're doing stuff. Maybe you don't quite understand exactly. what you're doing, but you're doing stuff. Yeah, and even,
2: like, "Oh, I'm, 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 I'm killing that guy." That's what I want to do, you know. So, so yeah. So, you know, we're just trying to support the competitive circuit within now. That's what we want to. We want people to understand that you know it's a competitive game and like it's fun. You know, play with people and make you know do gatherings and do local PvP matches. But you can also always play online with your friends. So um, you know, we're just trying to uh, harbor that competitive aspect of it.
1: So what about um, online, social media? What do you have to promote the game?
2: So, well, you know, we have a great Discord server, so everyone should go check out the Discord server. It's really easy to get to. You just go to discord.gg avaria, A-V-A-R-I-A, and that will bring you right to our server. We have we use Twitter and Instagram.
1: Um, so I think Twitter, Instagram, and Discord are our big ones. Go ahead. All right, uh, that's all the questions. All right, you have any last words? Well, I, I want to do some gameplay footage. Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. no, I mean, i just say, uh, you know, go wishlist us on Steam. That's the biggest thing you can do to help us out right now is get those wishlists going and join our Discord, and if you're really antsy
1: for a key, I'll find a way to get you on. All yeah. right, cool. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Okay, we're doing some uh, game footage of Avaria. so tell me what's going on here. So this is a local PvP
2: match. Uh, you know, you can play our game uh, local split screen, or you can play online. So right now, these two guys just started a match, and so they're
1: uh, starting with their opening moves, and they're going to progress through the battle. So, it's you know, since it's turn-based, it's... Uh they're they're choosing their different abilities and they're going to do their attack when when the attack phase starts. Exactly. So there's two
2: phases, essentially input phase and then a result phase that we call. So um, players input their moves simultaneously and then the result phase plays out. So basically every uh, hero has a speed stat. And the speed stat determines the order and which they uh, act in the result phase. And if there's a speed tie, whoever inputted that move faster breaks that tie.
1: That's pretty cool. So what about, as I was playing, I, one thing I didn't understand uh-huh. was the mana, like the different uh, Attack mana outbacks yeah. and all that. So tell me about that.
2: So um, there's two output stats and two you know, receiving stats. So there's strength and mana, which are output statistics, and then there's um, vitality and spirit for receiving. So, for example, uh, mages use mana, whether they're using damage or healing, and that goes against the spirit stat. So, if you have a higher spirit, you're gonna you're gonna receive a better heal from a mage, oh. but you're also gonna be better at defending mana damage if that makes sense. So, yeah. you know, spirit will make heals better. And it'll defend you against mana damage. Mana soldiers, which are one of our classes, a, they use hybrid damage, which is a mix between strength and mana. Okay. And then Eonies, which is another one of our class, just use strength. So it's really quite simple. At the end of the day, there's just you know two offense, you know two sort of output stats and two defensive stats, and that's how every interaction is uh, calculated.
1: And I guess as uh, as you fight, uh, some of your ability scores can go up during the match. Yep. So, um, if you notice, uh, every
2: character has a little number next to them. That's their focus level. And that's our in-game um, leveling mechanic. And so, every time a character... Oh, next
1: out. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I uh, deleted a whole bunch of... So let me... Uh yeah, that's weird. Huh. Uh, memory card went full, so I'm uh, starting again. We're um, back. We're back. Uh, we're par- so I guess we're further on in the same battle we were yeah, watching. Yeah, now we're getting pretty pretty close to the
2: end of the match. So uh, once characters reach uh, focus level 5, they unlock their focus burn, which is their ultimate ability. So you can see the player on the right has a, 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 he- a healthy stack of buffs. Um, that was dropped by Casper's uh, focus burn. So the, the player on the left is really in a tight spot, losing health, and has got to see some recovery here. They're going to... Oh, there it is. There's the first blood and a double kill. Oh. So player one is in some trouble right now. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of different strategies, and um, the, each match, you know, on average takes between seven to ten minutes, and they kind of end in this fiery blaze of uh, focus burns and our sudden death mechanic, which is called the Judge. So what's the uh, that
1: background, that space background? Like, yeah. What's the storyline so there? It's kind of funny. There's
2: totally art missing right now. There's a glitch. I don't know what it is, but there's, there's a 2D uh, hand-painted background that you can't see. Yeah. So the space background is just supposed to be the skybox. It's only supposed to see that in the sky. There's actually a wall and a beam of light that should be emanating from the back and we're we're actually presently in the structure which is the home of the Ionis which is one of the two races on on Afaria. oh okay so
1: scene missing you know right now oh okay so now do people, can they create characters that as they level up, can they move them on to other games? No, so we, we, we want the game to be fair uh, all the time. So,
2: you know, your leveling up is only within the battle. Every character starts back at level one every match. So we didn't want a game where people could, you know, stay home and, and grind and, and get their characters super strong and then just come on and win all the time. We wanted it to be fair. Next? Yeah, try it out. Yeah. It's a cool. Turn base. Don't worry. It won't be too scary.
1: you just said that's yeah. interesting, you know, there was one player who seemed kind of hesitant to play this, yeah. you know, fighting game, but yeah. it's not its not a game where you have to, like, constantly button push, yeah. it. you're, like, creating an effect, and you can think about it. Yeah, it's, its you know,
2: I think a lot of people's reaction to turn-based games is, I think a lot of people think, I don't like turn-based games, or, or I don't play turn-based games, but we really tried our best to make the game feel kind of intense, and, and um, action-y, even though it's turn-based, so it's kind of right in the middle. It's not; it's definitely not a twitchy game. You don't have to be really fast. But you have to think on your feet, and you have to have a good understanding of the characters and, really, the enemy party. You know, understanding who you're fighting is almost, almost more important than knowing who you are on your team. Yeah.
1: Cool. So despite some technical glitches, I got like uh, five minutes of uh, game footage that I can post for, for fans and people interested. So yeah, thanks again for taking yeah, time. Of and course, thanks, man. It. Yeah,
0: yeah, thanks. Uh- Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit chrisalvarez.com or theartofsciencefiction.com for more great interviews, photos, and articles. Your visits help support this podcast. Please remember that my first name, Chris, Does not have an H in it. One of the best ways to provide feedback for this podcast is to rate me on iTunes. Please give me a good rating if you liked it. Or feel free to give me a bad rating if you didn't. I'll use that feedback to make this a better podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram under Chris Alvarez Sci-Fi. On Facebook under Chris Alvarez WLC. On YouTube. Under Chris Alvarez WLC and on Twitter under Chris Alvarez WLC. Thanks for listening and keep imagining the future.